Amen. Thank you, Mrs. Judge. Thank you, Pastor. Sometimes it takes a storm, and I'm, I'm so glad that I can turn to him in a storm. I was thinking as I was sitting there, God really reached down to save a miserable wretch like me. I'm not worthy to stand in this pulpit except by Christ. And I, I pray that he'll use me in these few moments. If you could take your Bibles and turn to First Chronicles chapter number 29, everything that was sung tonight goes along with the message about being in the presence of the Lord. It wasn't really my intention to speak on that, being in the presence of the Lord, but the Lord worked in my heart this afternoon, and I started thinking about how Pastor Fury, for the, I don't know how many years now, he's been preaching on getting in the presence of the Lord, how we need that. And we as Baptists, we're so stubborn. We don't get the message, so it has to be told us and over and over again. There's a cost, so, to be in his presence. There's a cost. You think of the cost that Job paid. He had the presence of the Lord, and it was taken from him. And Satan hounded him for months on end. And he lost that, that closeness that he had with the Lord. But he held fast in the midst of the storm and he trusted in Christ. And Job was blessed in the presence of the Lord, even though he suffered greatly. You think of Daniel, how he suffered. He shouldn't have been exiled. Daniel was just a young man. He hadn't done anything wrong. Suffered all his life at the hands of wicked men thrown in the lion's den, but in the presence of the Lord, he was there. You think of Noah, of a preacher of righteousness that suffered, preaching the gospel for over 120 years. And all that were saved was his own family. He suffered in the presence of the Lord. And you think of Samuel, how Samuel suffered in the presence of the Lord. The children of Israel rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and they wanted a king, and Samuel had to suffer through all that. You think of the, the cost that the apostle Paul paid. Jesus said, he's going to suffer much for my name's sake. He was in the presence of the Lord the time that he got saved till the time that he went to heaven, but he suffered so much. In the presence of the Lord, there's, there's a cost, the cost that he paid. You think of the apostles. Calvin Baker spoke at the seniors' coffee hour on Tuesday and talked about how they died, how they were martyred, how the apostles, all except for John, were martyred for the cause of Christ. And they were in his presence, but there was a cost that was paid you think of this church and how people have suffered for the cause of Christ that this church might go forward, this church that Christ built. And you think of the suffering that Jesus paid on the cross, that he might have the presence of his only father 
He suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane and had the presence of Jesus. Now, we can't, we can't do anything about our salvation. There's nothing we can do. But what I'm talking about here is about Christians, but it's Christ that paid the price for us that we might have eternal life. It's only through him and nothing that we can do to inherit eternal life. It's all through Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for the, the presence, Lord, of your wonderful being. Thank thee for your presence here tonight, Lord, for the songs that have been sung and the hearts that have been moved already, Lord. My heart's been moved greatly. I pray, Lord, that you would bless this time. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. I can't do anything. I, I'm just a dead man standing here, Lord. Oh, God, help us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You think of the time when you got saved and you had the presence of the Lord and you did those first works and you rejoiced in God and then uh, we, we slip away and God says, uh, you've left your first love. Repent and go back and do the first works that you might have that joy in the presence of the Lord. When David numbered the people, God was angry and gave him three choices. Three years famine, three months destroyed before your foes, or three months of pestilence. While the angel of the Lord was about to destroy Jerusalem, God stopped his hand because David prayed and pleaded with God for the people. David was commanded to set up an altar in the threshing floor of Ornan. This is where David said to Ornan, I would not accept it for nothing to offer a sacrifice to the Lord without cost, without cost. There is a cost that David had to be to pray, uh, to pay, to be in the presence of the Lord at that altar. Toward the end of David's life, when his son is to be made king, David expounds on how God was helping him in preparing for a temple to be made, even though it would be Solomon's that would be used in building it. And I want to read to you here First uh, Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 11. This is the main verse for this message. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is thy kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. And I want to be in the presence of this great God that we read about here, all these verses that explain some of the things of God. Even though David had many troubles in his life, at this time he would prepare the things needed to build the temple. According to 1 Chronicles chapter 22 and verse 14, Now behold, in my trouble I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a talent being about 75 pounds. So this would uh, be a hundred uh, thousand talents in today's money would be two billion five hundred million 
and a thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight, for it was in abundance, timber and stone have I prepared, and thou mayest add thereto. The temple was for the presence of God, and the temple was sanctified by his presence. Jesus was called, Jesus would call it my house of prayer. It was a place of worship, but God built the temple. So was God made the temple, or was the temple made for God? Most important thing that took place in the temple was the Day of Atonement when the high priest would offer up the blood of a lamb unto the mercy seat, a picture of the Lamb of, of God that would take away the sin of the world, Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Sin is man's problem, and we have all sin. The penalty for sin is eternal damnation in hell, but because God sent his Son to pay the price for sin, we can be forgiven and our sins removed, believing in Christ and calling on him to save us. Romans ten thirteen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. First Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 11. The mass substance of gold and silver and material was a huge undertaking. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 28 and verse 11. And David came to Solomon, his son, uh, gave to Solomon, his son, the pattern of the porch and the houses thereof and the treasures thereof and of the upper chamber thereof and the inner parlors thereof and the place of the mercy seat and the pattern of all that he had had by, by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord and of all the chambers round about of the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. This was done of God. It says here by the spirit. Also, verse 13, for the courses of the priests and the Levites and for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord and for all the vessels of the service of the house of the Lord, he gave of gold by weight for things of gold for all instruments of all manner of service, silver also for the instruments of silver by weight for instruments of every kind of service, every weight for the candlesticks of gold and for their lamps of gold for by weight for every candlestick and for the lamps thereof and for the candlesticks of silver by weight, both for the candlestick and also for the lamps thereof according to the use of every candlestick and by weight he gave gold for the tables of showbread for every table and likewise silver for tables of silver also pure gold for flesh hooks and bowls and for cups and for golden basins he gave gold by weight for every basin and likewise silver by weight for every basin of silver it must have been, it had to be a house magnifical for the Lord, Jesus Christ. First Chronicles uh, chapter 19, or verse 19 here in this verse. And all this said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me 
even all the works of the pattern. God gives it to David in writing. All this said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand. It's by the Holy Spirit and by the hand of God. God ordained it by his pattern, his word, exactly what he wanted. Verse 20 to verse 21, David gives Solomon a charge. And David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. It costs something to have these things done. It costs something to have this church built. It costs something for Pastor Pipe when he came here and started this work under, the, under God. And it cost him uh, some church splits, some difficulties with people. Each pastor that's been in here, it has cost them something to keep this church going. But the presence of the Lord is with each man. Chapter 29, verse 1 to 5, more preparation. Furthermore, David, the king, said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great, for the palace is not for man, but for the Lord. Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God. The gold for things to be made of gold, and the silver for things of silver, and of brass for things of brass, the iron for things of and wood for the wood, stones and stones to be set, glistening stones and of divers colors and all manner of precious stones and marble stones in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have mine own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, he set his affection upon all these things, uh, King David. Even 3,000 talents of gold and of the gold of Ophar and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house withal, the gold for things of gold and silver for things of silver and for all manner of work for to be made by the hands of the artificers. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord. God was looking for willing servants, and that's what we need, to be willing to do what it costs to be in the presence of the Lord. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Uh, these things that take place every Sunday, the singing and the preaching and uh, the praises, the Sunday school, the, the bus ministry, our uh, a master clubs, it just doesn't happen. There's a cost, but the cost is in the presence of the Lord. Verse 6 to verse 9, willingness of the offering and rejoicing in it. Then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly and gave for the service, not grudgingly, but willingly, and gave for the service of the house of God of gold 5,000 talents and 10,000 drams, and of silver 10,000 talents 
and of brass 18,000 talents, and of 100,000 talents of iron. And they with whom precious stones were found gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord by the hand of Jehiel the Gershonite. So the people were giving. Uh, not only David was giving, not only his son was giving, but the people were giving. Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly because with a perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7 says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Where does the joy come from? Uh, what did we offer God at salvation? What did you offer God at salvation when you got saved? What did you, what did you have to offer him? I had a dead body. I had a dead body full of sins and trespasses to offer to God. I had my sins to offer to God. I had my sins to offer to Jesus. Here's my sins, Lord. And he took them. He saved my soul. And he put new life inside this dead body. I'm just like a man that's dead, physically alive in Christ. I died back there when I got saved. That old man died. It just keeps trying to raise up all the time, that old man, because we have that sin nature. But my sin was taken away. All my sin was gone. What a rejoicing day that was to be in the presence of the Lord. And you know, there's been times I've been out of the presence more, I think, than I've been in the presence, even though he'll never leave us. But Betty, now she's in the presence for eternity. And, and we'll be there one day. We'll be with the Lord. What a great Savior that we serve. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now there herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. To receive it. And I've, I've had that. Have you had that where you've, you've given extra to the Lord and, and you've taken this verse and, and you said, I'm going to prove you, Lord, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to try and do it with a willing heart. And he pours out the windows of heaven for you and you just can't, oh, you can't take it. I'm like that. I, I'm driving down the road and I, I look up and I see the, I see the clouds and, and, and it's almost like the Lord is there. And I'm just moved to tears. We were with uh, Brother Stone coming back from uh, Ottawa great meetings there and brother stone was talking about he was up in the airplane and he's and he's been in many airplanes and he's traveled all across and he, here's he's on one of these uh, adventures going to preach somewhere and he said the the sky opened up and he said the clouds and, and the, the sun shone through and he said i felt the presence of the lord so greatly in there you remember pastor and he said i wept he wept in the plane because of the presence of the lord he was just shook to the core from the presence of the Lord. 
Oh, that we might get into his presence like that, regardless of what our situation is, that we might have the presence of God in our lives. I had the presence of God in my life. Dave Cameron and I, we were out soul winning on uh, Friday, uh, going door to door. And I I was rejoicing and and having a great time. And, you know, the next day, uh, the devil comes along and he, he starts to weigh on you. And oh, are you sure you're having fun now? But we can be in the presence of the Lord at that time and the times when we're being attacked by Satan. We can be in the presence of God. And Job knows that. He was in the presence of the Lord even though he suffered and he came through it. And now he's in the presence of the Lord in heaven for eternity. Oh, to be in the presence of the Lord and to have his glory. The whole the whole earth is full of the glory of the Lord. I don't know, uh, to a Christian, it's hard for us to understand why people don't see it, but they're blind. We were blind one day. I'd walk down the street and I'd see the sun shining, but I was lost. I was carrying this burden of sin. I needed to be removed before I could see all those glorious things that God has done. Then, as you know, you got up off your knees in the field. Oh, God, what a wonderful thing you've done in my life. Men. Deuteronomy. Uh, God, the exalted God. Turn back there to uh, 29, verse 11. Uh, the exalted God. That's what I want to be in the presence of. Uh, God is greatness. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness. Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 24 says, Concerning possession of the promised land unto Joshua, Moses speaks, O Lord, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might? Psalm chapter 145 and verse 3 Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. You can search for eternity, and you won't find the greatness of the Lord. He's so great. He's so wonderful. He's so marvelous. He's my God, and I'm sure he's your God. If you're here saved, Psalm chapter 115, verse 2, praise him. For his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. God is power. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power. Psalm chapter 66 and verse 7, he ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah, or think on this. Psalm 147 verse 5, great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 29, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. And sometimes you wonder, oh boy, I need that strength today. And he's got it for us if we just turn to him. He's got that strength for us. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, he giveth power to the faint. Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 12, he hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. These are all things that God has done. Matthew 28, verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Uh, There's going to be another... uh, 
soul winning door to door uh, visitation on the 11th of December if you can make it and, and, and try and make it. Man, uh, it's so much uh, fun to be able to serve God that way. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a wonderful time. The devil says, you're not going to be able to do it. You can't do it. You've never gone door knocking before. Go with someone that has and, and see how God will work. You'll be delighted. The, the 70 disciples, they, they, ran, they went out and God sent them out and they came back. They were so excited what God had done for them. And he said, rejoice rather that your names are written down the Lamb's book of life. But they had a great time out soul winning. John chapter 17, verse 2. As thou hast given power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. I witnessed to a, a lady down in uh, Port Dover, Dairy Queen, I was picking up dinner for Janet and I, and I didn't know she was, she was saved, but we were talking, and uh, I said, don't I get the senior discount? She said, I didn't know you were a senior. I said, thank you. <laughs> uh, she was nice to me. She says, some people get upset. And then I thought, you know what, miss? The Bible teaches here how you don't have to worry about being a senior, you can have life eternal. And she says, I know that. She says, I'm saved. I've trusted Christ as my... I said, amen. And she yelled out, amen, like that, right in Dairy Queen with all the workers around there. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God that someone that you're witnessing to is saved. You don't know that they're saved, but they're saved and they know the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. That there are people among us that are saved besides us. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is first uh, Peter 1:5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. God keeps us by his power, and, and Betty can testify to that right up to her last breath. God kept her by his power, and he'll keep us by by his power until we reach the heavenly, uh, the shore where God is, where Jesus is. Glory to God. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory. This word glory is worthy of praise, and who more is worthy of praise than our Lord Jesus Christ? Honor, respect. Psalm 8.1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who hath set thy glory above the heavens. Psalm 8.5, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Titus 2.13, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ the more I see how God is showing his glory, the more I see how close God is getting to taking us home. I don't know the day or the hour. 
Might be another 100 years, might be another 200 years, but it certainly doesn't look like it, does it? It looks like he could come anytime, and he's pouring out his grace upon people that they might turn to him, and if they don't turn to him, that, that's their problem. That's not God's problem. He's doing everything he can to, to see people saved. He's doing, he did everything that he could to see you get saved. He did everything that he could to see that I got saved. And I think if, if I didn't get saved the day that I got saved, I might not have had another chance because God worked so much in, to bring me to that place where I would turn to him and, and uh, be under such conviction that I had to turn to him or else I might have been lost for eternity. Praise God for his saving grace, for his mercy. I could be burning in hell right now uh, in, in uh, agony and pain and crying out at the top of my lungs for help. Oh, it must be an awful place. Must be an awful place. Doesn't it behoove us to tell people about Jesus, to tell them how to be saved? God is the victory. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory. God is the victory. What is the last enemy that God will destroy? What is the last enemy that God will destroy? You know what it is. It's death. It's death. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Praise God. There won't be any more death. There won't be any more tears. There won't be any more pain. There won't be any more agony. We'll be saved, and God will wipe away our tears. I know there's been a lot of tears in this place. I've seen them. God loves you and wants to put his arm around you. He loves me. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8. He will swallow up death and victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing that we could do, it's all through him that we have the victory. We're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. The, the book ends, and the last word in the Bible is amen. Amen. That we're going to be with him for eternity. God is the majesty. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. This is sovereign. He's in control. Uh, he's, he sees everything, and he's in control of heaven and earth. He's over all the nations. Grander. Psalm 19, verse 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show his handiwork. Uh, the verse that I was trying to think of, but he's the governor of the nations. He's a man, he is the governor of the nations. Our high exalted king, King Jesus. Oh, that we would worship him. The, the angels in heaven worship him. The 24 elders around the throne, they worship him. And they're without sin, and they're in the presence of God, and they fall down on their face 
and they worship Jesus in heaven. And the four beasts fall down and worship him that sitteth on the throne. God is majesty. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Oh man, we just have to look outside to see the handiwork of God. Look in here to see the handiwork of God. Those things are going to pass away. The, the, the heavens uh, and the earth are going to pass away and, and all the clouds are going to pass away. But the soul that Jesus has saved is never going to pass away. So look around, look around the room tonight and see the souls that Jesus has saved that they're going to have a home in heaven for eternity. They'll never pass away. Greater miracle than any miracle Jesus did when he made the water wine, when he opened up the, the Red Sea, uh, when he caused the blind to see, when he healed the lame, when he did all these things. Your soul is a bigger miracle. Your soul is a bigger miracle than all those put together. Your soul is so important to Jesus. He's not willing that one soul die and go to hell. Oh, Lord, keep our heart right. God is majesty. Psalm 93.1, the Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also established that it cannot be moved. But God will shake. God will shake this earth. There will be such a great earthquake during the tribulation period that God has had enough. He's going to take that, this earth and just shake it. And all the nations will fall. And every wall will fall to the ground at this great earthquake that God's going to bring. He is the majesty. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 19, And they shall go into the holes of the rocks, and into the caves of the earth, for fear of the Lord, and for the glory of his majesty, when he arises to shake terribly the earth. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 1, Now the things which we have spoken, this is the sum, we have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. And you've heard our preacher preach on this many times, that Jesus is there. He's our high priest, seated at the hand of the Father, making intercession for us, praying for us. Boy, if I want someone to pray for me, could I get a better person to pray for me than the Lord Jesus Christ, who gets all his prayers answered? He doesn't ask the Father for silly things like we do. What he asks is truth. Every word that comes out of the Lord Jesus Christ's mouth is truth. Every word that comes out of God's mouth is truth. There, there's no lie there. There's, there's never been a lie there. He's never done anything wrong. Yet we blame God for so many things. And the problem is us. The problem is me. <clears throat> Jude chapter, or verse 25. 
To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I want to be in that presence. I want to be in the presence of God. Uh, I'd, I'd like to be in God in a daily thing, to be in his presence daily. But I, I haven't been. But I've, I, would, I want to be. And it all belongs to God. First Corinthians even the Son gives to the, to the Father. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 28. And when all these things shall be subdued unto him, that's to Jesus, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they're three persons and they're equal. But they have a different office. And here the Son himself is subject unto his Father. God is uh, going to set up his millennial kingdom. And a prophetic verse is found in pointing to this 1,000-year reign, Zechariah 2.13. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Do you know God's Son? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Savior? You have that relationship, then you're going to be in his presence this high and exalted God that we looked at in the scripture. First Chronicles we just read, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. God wants to be your heavenly father if you haven't received Christ as your savior. He died, was buried, and rose again that you might have eternal life. And you can be saved by receiving his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Call on him and be saved. God is not willing that any should perish God is holy, without sin. To have our sin removed, it's through the blood of Christ. We can be made alive, quickened. Christ is returning in the clouds one day. Are you ready to meet him? God wants all men to be saved. God wants us to be in his presence with him. James 4, verse 8 and 10 says, Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he shall lift you up. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. <clears throat> One last a couple of verses, Proverbs chapter 8, and we'll be finished. Proverbs chapter 8, and we'll be done. 
Proverbs chapter 8, and uh, we're going to read verse 13. To verse 20. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. God loves you, and he wants the best for you. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for who you are, high and lifted up. And Lord, I pray if there's one here that doesn't know you as Savior, that they would turn to you and receive you. Could I ask you to stand, please, and heads bowed and eyes closed. And the altar's open. You want to come and pray? Maybe you're not saved. Is there one that doesn't know Jesus? Heads bowed and eyes closed. Would you, by a lifted hand, say, I need Jesus? I want to be saved. Is there one? Would you hold your hand up? Slip it up and put it down. You need to be saved. <laughs> 